Hello friends, I'm back again with the fourth episode of my podcast. Today I'm in dialogue with Ms. Sukanya, who is the regional manager of IGSS in Eastern Region. Uh, Eastern Region comprises of four states: Chhattisgarh, Jharkhand, Odisha, and West Bengal. And these are the states which has a huge number of tribals. We have fishermen. We have many other marginalized communities in these states. So I'll be talking with Sukanya to understand that how are these marginalized people impacted in these four states? What is civil society organization doing? What are the problems they are facing? Let's start conversation with Sukanya. Hi Sukanya, how are you? Hi Anthony, I'm doing fine. How are you? Yeah, I am also fine. So Sukanya, you are the regional manager um, of one of the largest regions uh, in which IGSS work, uh, comprising of four states, and all these states are very important from the perspective of poverty, from the perspective of marginal groups residing there. As you know, now we all are responding to COVID-19 outbreak and the lockdown followed by that. Um, in in your region, uh, people are all impacted. But can you just tell us? Can you just share the experience of which are those marginal communities among the marginal communities who are mostly impacted by this outbreak and lockdown? Yeah. Um, yes. First of all, um, COVID uh, pandemic has actually impacted. Um, many many people including the so called vulnerable but there are so many layers of vulnerability that even we who've been working for such a long time yeah we are rediscovering it again and again um i'll just give a small example okay. uh, like in um western orissa the large parts of orissa uh, this is the peak ntft season um just to give you an example for kendu leaves uh, there are i think uh, about 8 lakh uh, registered pluckers and it's a 504 crore uh, uh, economy you can say or sale happens of uh, kendu leaves okay um but the, the season ends in 30th of may okay so uh, i mean there's a problem in going and collecting and even if they do collect you the, the procurement centers have to be open Okay. Uh, where the you know government minimum support prices there, but as of now, I think only Malkangiri has given the order, but I don't know whether it has been implemented. Um, it's it's good. The government is uh, taking uh, stock of the situation and trying to help one by one. But every day loss means uh, loss to these absolutely uh, marginal uh, families. Just to give you an example, if 504 crore is the economy. But one candlelit plucker gets about six thousand, seven thousand rupees per month or in a in a season. Yes, so that you can understand the amount of uh, vulnerability that person has. Okay. Um, just like this, there are other. So there, one after the other, there are several NTSPs. So all of them are similarly affected. Then you have the absolutely um, uh the, the nomadic groups who are uh, the you can call them the pastoralists but fa- frankly they uh, they go around with their uh, cattle they goat their sheep uh in western orissa again 
they do not have any land they don't have any reserve food they have nowhere to go i would imagine they're close to starvation right now okay. and then there is again the marginal uh, fishing uh, fishermen okay so um, coastal areas of west bengal then there are about 12 districts in orissa all of them are facing uh, the problems because uh, the nearby large markets would have been closed but i think recently for example like in chilka the order has been given to open the big uh, baluga market but this is also the breeding season so in the breeding season the fishermen can't go out to the sea because if they are seen to be fishing then their boats and their nets will be seized so uh, the the it's it's not really helping them um then similarly you know the uh, in the urban areas uh, kolkata if i think of and there could be other places like this um the sex workers yeah the, the brothel based sex workers the very horrible situation for them because even after the lockdown is um removed or relaxed people are still frightened okay. so uh, you know in a way they they their uh, the earning stream has been seriously impacted then there are wage agri wage laborers where do they go and work then there is the sharecroppers now sharecroppers usually will uh, need laborers to work in their field now what is happening is that they don't have cash exactly so they can't hire people and it's too big and also uh, some places they are relaxing uh, people to go to their own fields and um, harvest but overall the message hasn't percolated the government might have issued the order but okay. the, the the person monitoring on the ground may not have understood it and may be still very strictly patrolling and monitoring people going out so okay. there are so many layers and layers of this there are beggars there's a in rachi there is a beggar colony who begs in front of the uh, stations okay so nothing is uh, you know there is no residences around there that's a railway station there are no commuters no nothing so i think uh, one of our uh, partners out there asha they had heard of this uh, story where a resident uh, had informed them that you know this i met this beggar who came and he said that they are near starvation because there's nobody out on the road who do we who do they go and beg right yeah so you know, you know, so in your discussions there are lot of marginal groups and the layers of marginalizations that we see happening beat nomadic pastors or uh, or uh, the fishermen sex workers uh, yeah. uh, tribes and when you say tsp means the non timber forest produce farmer yes 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 yeah. so uh, there, there are a lot of ngos there are a lot of sincere organizations who are responding do you think that the response is really uh, benefiting this marginal groups or much has to be done um i have to first of all say that uh, this is unprecedented right and yes. uh, we have noticed that we have never had a pandemic like this before at least none of us were alive last it happened was in 28 uh, sorry 1918 the spanish flu uh, which killed i believe uh, millions so none of us were alive at that time so we this is new for us globally and globally it's been found that our systems specifically the um, services to the development sector the health systems is very very weak so we are obviously in india with 1.3 billion people caught in the wrong foot yes but there are government departments there are ngos there are voluntary networks they have risen to the challenge so it's not all bad 
you know that the government is not doing enough it's just that there isn't time and the numbers are so huge and everything is new sometimes we hear that you need to stand 3 feet apart then you hear that to 6 feet apart and there's so many things happening and the the talk about social distancing and the messages have been given to seems like to the middle class and upwards uh, which makes sense because the rest of them don't have the luxury exactly right uh, yeah so yeah but at the same time i was reading a swan uh, report today which i think has come out yesterday it was saying that uh, i think about 12 crore people has uh, whose livelihoods have been affected marginal people and um although there are um advisories and notifications and schemes coming out almost every day i think something has been announced today by the orissa government for um the urban um uh, uh, urban people the urban um, vulnerable people uh, giving them a uh, uh, daily wage kind of a thing i've just read it but the numbers are so big that um if the situation does not permit a lifting of the lockdown then all of us will be in serious uh, trouble because it's not tenable okay so in uh, as the lockdown has been extended and we are also getting into now more and more infections uh, that we are coming the numbers in is increasing and the rural distress the farm agriculture distress are happening in next um, few months the next few weeks uh, what do you think that civic organization of the government should do uh yeah the civil uh, society uh, organizations uh, and governments have a very key role to play um, for example immediately in the rural sector at least that i can see yes uh, i'll just recite an example if for example this uh, let's take the ntsp uh, sector and the, the peak season is now we, we uh, and the government is slowly announcing that the procurement centers will be open the collection centers will be open okay. there we 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 keep asking uh, raising this issues with each of the districts uh, where there is an ntsp market saying that please open it please ensure the um, the all the necessary uh, precautions at the collection center i was talking to somebody from ntsp india network yesterday and he was saying that when you go to collect ntsp like say kanduli or something mm-hmm. it's very scattered so social distancing automatically happens if you and i go we will be in a scattered area we will not be all together yes but when they come to the procurement center that's where maybe there can be a thermal check for body temperatures there has to be distancing there has to be some sanitary sanitization out there uh, proper masks and you know how does the government pro- uh, put that as the basic uh services that they give it's not just a center where people come and sell their uh, collections and they get a price paid okay so that is one thing this similarly um for other sectors also how do ngos and the government work together uh, a level of working is already visible as you know or you may know that many many organizations uh, networks individuals including from our um, from igss various um, zones um uh, our drr thematic lead milan mandana she is, we received calls of distress yes. uh, from various parts we uh, and there and then we are whichever district the migrant labor is stuck is stuck in we call up the um, the uh, the control rooms and so far if i can recollect there have been two cases from uh, 
Jharkhand and one from uh, Orissa, people stuck in South, we have got instant response. Um, okay. It's a good question you asked me. The first question that you asked me that the, the different layers of vulnerable, I would like to share an experience. Uh, last week this happened. Uh, we got a call from, uh, uh, actually Miller got a call from 16 people who had gone from Jharkhand. They are not migrant laborers, but they are lower income people who have gone to Velour for treatment. Then the lockdown happened. Okay. So they all together, since they are from various districts of uh, Jharkhand, they have a common identity of being from Jharkhand. So they were staying in a lodge, then their money got over, they have no food and the owner is obviously asking them for money. Then they called Milan, then Milan spoke to our team in Rachi, Vasab and Neeraj who made calls to the, um, the personal secretary of the governor, then there's the control room over there, and Milan spoke to the uh, control room in uh, Velour. Okay. I don't know what, what worked, which combination of this worked, but uh, suddenly on the WhatsApp, we received this big heart message, thank you so much, thank you so much, they've received rations. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm imagining that then they would have also got uh, some, they would have spoken to the lodge owner and the, the conditions for them to stay must have been relaxed because uh, they just uh, ended the whole conversation with lots of thanks. So from your so conversation, this, yeah, I've yeah. come to know that how these layers of marginalization are happening and civil society and government is working hard and one of the issues that you have raised that in future social distancing and the issues of helping the people who are stuck in different parts of India, how do we provide services to them and see that life is little easy for all of them. Thank you so much, Sukanya, for your sharing. Great talking to you. Thank you, Anthony. So the impact of COVID-19 outbreak and the lockdown impacted the lives of different vulnerable communities in different ways. Civil society organization as well as the government all are working together to ensure that these vulnerabilities are reduced and people cope up with this distress, with this disaster. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'll come back again with another story next week. So be safe and healthy. Till then, thank you.